for the last uh, probably two months, whenever I call my mother at home, the first thing she would say, only two more months for you to come home. And then I call her on Thursday before I went to Melbourne. Only five more days, Bonnie. <laughs> and I am not that excited because, you know, there's so much things to do here. And then even when you go back to your place, you know, the parish priest back home, I heard that he's waiting for me to get there so he can have a holiday. <laughs> so... I'm not that keen. And, you know, having a mom went and told the parish priest, Bonnie is coming, you know. <laughs> I just want to hide somewhere, please. So I'm not that excited. But I could see, you know, she's just, we last two months, three months waiting and telling everyone that Bonnie is coming, Bonnie is coming. And the first thing is, that, so, how, uh, you know, how long would it take? Should I, you know, uh, should I make you something special? I may not be able to be up all night uh, to receive you, but she will be there. You know, she will not sleep. She will wait for me. It's just the waiting, um, and there is—I can sense in her there is a joy. You know, it's all excited. Dad says she doesn't seems to be a mother who's got a couple of strokes or Parkinson's. She can do things now. You know, she's very excited, and it is true. Every time we give people time for waiting, um, I think it is better than surprises. I mean, we do like surprises. And sometimes we can get, uh, oh, no, I'm not ready for that surprise. I remember I went once went home without telling my mother or family that I'm going to be in town. I actually told them I will be in India, but I went there a week early. I went there a week early and I could see, you know, a bit of, I'm a bit of dramatic guy. So I loved drama. So I know my parents are praying in the, in the living room. They're doing rosary. So I took off my one sandal and threw it in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, I, you know, one by one, they got really shocked and they just, you know, got panic. But when we give time for, time for something, and I've been thinking on the first week of Advent, God, why there is 25 days that we wait for you? Why there is this lead up to this Christmas? And I felt the Lord saying to me, Bonnie, I'm giving you opportunity to listen to you. And the one thing I haven't been good at, this year, or probably in my life, is deeply listening to myself. Maybe I'm good at talking, that's why. <laughs> that deeply listening to, deeply listening to myself. And while I was reading the first uh, um, Advent story, the first Sunday of Advent last week, I just was, no, Bonnie, listen to you. And when you listen to yourself, you kind of think, okay, when that person comes, these are the things I want him to do in my life. 
So he is giving me enough time so that I can open up areas in my life. I can open up rooms in my place or I can make a lot of space for God. And I don't think 25 days of reflection, prayer, listening, not listening to who is coming, but listening to me. I am the host. I am receiving Jesus into my life. Now I got this many days to listen to myself. Because the guy who is coming is coming with a gift. And what do I need when he comes? So I really have to know myself. If I don't know which area that I need this guest to change in my life. Where he, ha- he can be best, best flourished he, uh, in my life. Then my celebration will not have much meaning. So I have these 25 days. We have these 25 days to really listen what is going on in me. What is going on in me? What is going on in my life? What are the emotions rising up in my life? And then when we prepare room, make room in our heart, then I think we will have a very beautiful celebration. Because we listened in the prayer times of 25 days, we listened, 24 days, we listened to the Lord. And now on that day of Christmas, There is enough room for Jesus to minister to us. (coughs) What would, what kind of gift he would be give? I don't want to put words into the mouth of God. But I would think would be the greatest gift that he can give is the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist says, I baptized you with water, but when I come, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's the one thing in my life I find the most helpful throughout my young life and my priesthood. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. And many a times I have told my story of how I received the Holy Spirit. I don't want to repeat that. But when we look into the Bible, we have a couple of symbols that depicts Holy Spirit. One is the symbol of oil. The other one is the symbol of dove. The other one is the symbol of water. The other one is the symbol of fire. And among these four symbols or images that we talk about, the one thing I really, my heart goes is the, the image of a dove. Now, you know, we dow, you know, very innocent, quiet dows. Not like the magpies. <laughs> now, dows, they are, according to the bird people, I mean, bird scientists, they say dows, they have more committed relationship. They will not leave partners. Once they fall in love, According to birds people language. Once they fall in love. The dows stick together. For a longer time. They are very committed to each other. 
They will be very gentle to each other and they have great expressions of love. The partners communicate love. Now, we have Holy Spirit and the image of the Holy Spirit is down. Flying down from heaven, resting on Jesus. I will never leave you. One of the promises of Jesus is, I will never leave you as orphans. Have you ever experienced isolation? Have you ever experienced loneliness? Sometimes this year, once I felt a great isolation, I felt like this, Lord, being a priest is a big Public life. You know, there is no time you can switch off being a priest. Every time you are a priest. And in my prayer time I came, Lord, sometimes I feel isolated from the people. Because no matter what you say, you are always a priest. And as a young priest, I have to fathom the extension of my public life. And sometimes you can get isolated. Oh, you're a priest, you're a priest, you're a priest, you're a priest. And the human person in you can suffer. And I did, it did. In this, I had at least 13, 14 retreats I gave this year. I went to youth camps, Brazil, Nauru, and everything. And a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, I had this feeling Lord, I'm isolated. I'm giving Lord, I'm preaching the retreat, but in my deep mind, I want you to really come into my heart and make me feel that I have a friend. I want to renew that Holy Spirit is in me. Sometimes it can happen in public ministry. And then to Jesus, on the day of baptism, what was said, you are my beloved. And the Tao, the image of Tao, why? I will never leave you as orphans. I remember when I joined MGL, I have said this many times, but it's a funny story. Um, I was the first Indian to join the MGL. And MGL didn't have any clue how to handle Indians. <laughs> and I said to them, uh, handle with care, you know? Uh, <laughs> but... It was six months was complete loneliness. I just couldn't speak Malayalam and my English was very much Indian. No, I shake my hand, shake my head and all sorts of actions, body language and I just, it does, there, no communication. And, and the first lecture that I sat with Father Ken was, I, don't, I didn't think he was speaking English. I thought he was speaking something else. And then six months of loneliness, I remember my first phone card to India was, you know, Father, Ken did, uh, Father Steve didn't know where to find a phone card. He bought a phone card to Vietnam and he gave it to me, call India. I called seven minutes and I still remember at least four or five minutes, mom, my, my mom was, <laughs> I just couldn't even talk to her. So six months, I didn't have any friends. You know, I like all these jokes and everything. I used to go into the uh, mirror and make jokes in my language and laugh to myself. And I remember, I remember one day, I was so isolated. I used to go out Red Hill. Imagine Red Hill. 
and to see people at least smell people you know coming from 1.5 billion in india coming to canberra and let alone red hill no people i used to walk out can we see anyone and then they come with dog i look at the dog the dog look at me they don't look at me the, the dog knew my heart i was looking for a friend you know i just couldn't find anyone and you go into shows people don't stop and talk they're just all busy maybe they have things in there so i was very much isolated in my first 6 months none of the people to talk to i remember walking into garen chapel i said that's i i felt bit bad because i never prayed that prayer i prayed like this god can you give me a friend I never pray like that. Growing in a back, growing in a town full of friends in India, lots of people everywhere. I didn't never had to pray, but I remember in that chapel crying and praying, "God, I need a friend." And one day, I went to an ordination. That ordination night, the brothers left me, uh, left without me. They didn't pick me up. They just. and i was sitting there with the brown and white i thank god for brown and white because this lady in the cathedral said i know where you from why because you have the brown and white so she packed me she oh, sorry she picked me and then she took me to um red hill but that night was very hard i walked into chapel and i said to the lord this is it i'm going back and i just look there is so much things i want to tell people i just can't because as soon as i started to speak they started to shake their head and i said i am already shaking why are you shaking your head as soon as i speak it's hard i am you know cultural shock is my language okay are they listening and sometimes you know when you first talk in english they find it hard to listen so they all right brother we'll talk to you later because you don't want engage in conversation takes a lot of effort and i said to the lord there is so much i want to say there is so much in me i'm not the bony i used to be i just can't do this and i cried i remember and in that crying i just cried out to the lord i exposed the blessed sacrament i said i really want to be a missionary but i just, it's very hard and i still remember crying and i got tired i just knelt down then i felt something from my behind come and hug me and i heard his words in my heart i'm with you i'm with you And I still cherish that promise. I still live on that promise that I am never alone. It is a very, very difficult thing to be isolated and feel alone. I don't know. You may have felt it. It's very hard. It's very hard when you speak and people don't understand. It's very hard when you don't have the right word to say. what do i feel i have so much and it's very hard i just can't articulate it this is what i feel it is a great blessing when someone comes and hug unconditionally and say it's okay i am with you he is a dawn holy spirit is a dawn 
He will never leave. He has never left me. He is there for me all the time. I will not leave you as orphans. Rather, I will ask the Father and I will ask the Father to give you an advocate. The one thing I can promise to my mother is that I will be with you always. And at the same thing, I can't promise her that. Every time I say goodbye from my holiday, I know it is the hardest thing I can ever do. No, she will be coming and hugging me. Don't let me go. And dad will be like, Hush, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> she just, she just born here. No one is here. Stay here, Pony. Why don't you ask him to send you back here? And I wanted to say, mom, I will be with you, but I can't. That is our difficulty. Presence is a big thing in our life. When I am present to my family, there is something. So presence is a big thing. And the biggest gift God can give us is His presence. And what is His presence? Holy Spirit in us. And that is why He baptizes us, not with water, but with Spirit. Because He wants us to have the Holy Spirit. Always. Always. It's like Father Ken told us on our formation day. Pray always that Lord... Keep your hands on me and never take that hands. Maybe I will stumble if you take that hands. Holy Spirit is the hand of God on our lives. And our prayer should be, Lord, never take that hands from me because I need him always. It is given to us. That presence is given to us. Let us be grateful. We have one week to prepare. Next weekend is praying for the Holy Spirit. So one week to listen to our body, listen to our mind, listen to our feelings and emotions, where I feel isolated, where I feel lonely, where I feel angry, fear, shame. Let us listen to us. And let us make room so that the Holy Spirit may come in. So let's start from this Mass. And through the week, I encourage you, through the week, find some time this week. Just to listen to you. Listen to your body and your mind. And prepare room for Holy Spirit. As we pray with people for the baptism in the Holy Spirit next weekend. So let us start tonight itself. Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father, prepare me. Prepare me that you may present to me all the time. Amen.